welcome back to another episode of Creating Magic. I'm Danny, And I'm Paula. And today we are here to talk about something I know nothing about. <laughs> we will be discussing Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte. And we have two lovely individuals with us. You have heard from Ryan previously. Uh, Hello. I, I will say I didn't know Ryan, if I was where I was going to segue. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> I will say that when we had you on was the most request I've ever received for the unedited podcast. From oh, that's dangerous. People. <laughs> that is I mean, dangerous. We talked like, for three hours. Have, you have three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we we said some some shenanigans there. I don't really know if people can. It was like all over the place. I have not it provided was... the unedited no. version to no. anyone. Mary a chance, <laughs> but I had multiple no. requests for it. Throw my name in there, and yeah. that yes. lovely voice you just heard is Chanel. So to start off, why don't you both introduce yourselves? And include your house, your pronouns, and let's start there, and then we will move into origin stories. I feel like the OG needs to go before me. I need to know what to do. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, sure, I'm happy to do that. Uh, yeah, my name's Ryan. Um I'm in Slytherin House, and uh, my pronouns are they, them. Um, and I don't have an origin story. I emerge like Persephone from the ocean. There's not it. really. She's fully developed. <laughs> um, Chanel, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hi, my name is Chanel. Um, I'm a Ravenclaw. And what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her. And I don't have an origin story. I just know she's working on it. She's doing her best. And that's all I can do. You know? <laughs> she's living her life. Living her life. Love it. We love to see it. Paula, <laughs> let's start with you. Because I know you are in a book club. For Bridgerton. I am. With Chanel, actually. I knew Chanel was in it. But I also knew that you're not, like, the biggest reader, which you have said before. This is true. So I want to know... it is still true. How did you get into Bridgerton? Or that series Um, genre? The show. So, like, my first introduction was season one of Bridgerton which I actually watched with my mom, which was awkward. Uh, I'm 46 years old, but I still do not want to see people doing the deed (laughs) with my mom sitting next to me. Um, The second season was a little even more awkward to watch with my mom. My mom has no, like, yeah, the heavy breathing. Oh, I'm sorry. You watched season one of Bridgerton that set the tone for the series. And Felt you uncomfortable. Decided, I'm going to do this again with my parental figure. No, I watched it first, though. I didn't tell her. I hope that she never <laughs> listens to this. But I did not tell her that I watched it. And then I acted like I had not watched it. But I had already, like, cleared it. And I was like, okay, I know where... Like, it's going to make me uncomfortable. And I don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. I have three children. She knows that I've done it. I know that she's done it. So I <laughs> I just, it just, I don't know what it does. It just like, oh, I, don't know. I, anyway. I mean, well, I totally, I understand that. Like, yeah, I'm pregnant. It's weird. Listen, my mom, I have a sister that's 24. Okay. So my mom told me she was pregnant. I was like, ew. And she was like, oh, like, you didn't know. And I was like, yeah, but now everybody knows, not just me. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that my mom does it. <laughs> anyway. Bridgerton! 
So yeah, so you watch this, you watch season one and season two with your mom. But like, when uh, when did you get into the books? Was that just like? Oh, uh, so the books. I want to say that after season two, we had like a little group of people that had watched the shows, and we were like, we had like several side chats, and then we kind of like merged them. It's and been our it's our one year anniversary of our our one year anniversary, and we're on book number six. We are. But yeah, so we started reading it. Uh, I will say that I loved book Daphne more than show Daphne, just like I like show Violet more than book Violet. And I, I know that for Ryan, this is going to be, I do not like book Eloise. I'm also <laughs> on that. <laughs> book Eloise really like, she is one of my favorite characters in the show. So when I read her character in the book, I was a little heartbroken. I was like, no, this is not her. This this isn't her. This isn't my Eloise. This is not my Eloise. So let's continue with Chanel. How did you get into... So also the same. The show captivated me. Um, and then I was talking about the show so much, I ended up getting, um, for Christmas, I was gifted the book set. And it just so happened right before I started reading it, we all like merged together into this book club. And I'm like, I have the books. I'm so excited to read it. And then obviously the shows. I always watch the show the first time on my own, second time with my sister, my husband, someone else, because I like to soak it in and then like watch it again and see any details that I missed. And then if they have questions, you know, I can talk to them about it even more than I already do. So um, I do love to read. So they're really easy reads for me. I just have to find the time. And then some of the books, like Paula was saying, I love some of the characters more in the books. But then I love more of the characters in the show. I just feel like they really, really improved on what Julia wrote in the show. They created this whole world for us that I didn't necessarily see in the book. Chanel, do you have the Illumicrate set by chance? Is that the books that you got? Yeah, the little ones. You know, the little. Oh. Let, me get, let me get one of the books so I can show you. I'll be right back. Give me a sec. The Illumicrate Bridgerton set is like <laughs> a fever dream of mine. It's so shiny and so rainbow and goes for like $900 on Mercari. Oh, God. Oh. These are the little books that I have. Yeah. I have oh, that's lovely. Ones. The font is like this big, <laughs> very small font, but yeah, they're like the mass for the for listeners. They're like the mass market versions of the books. Yeah, that's lovely. Are. And they came in the set, and these remind me of those old school books. I don't know if any of you like, like the Harlequin novels. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd see them. Like my grandma had a few of those books, and they're always little like this with the little font. And I'm like, it's like a they're purse sized. Yes. It's Those like are like the books I would travel with is that size. I do enjoy your bookmark, though. I got it because it has a little bee on it. So the bookmark is purple. And it has a little bee for the Bridgerton, like, story. And then the font. So I figured it oh went God. with the theme of the book. I'm, I'm usually not a bookmark person. And then my friend Lex sent me these bookmarks. And they're my favorite bookmarks I've ever seen. And I will cry when I lose them. But they look like little sprouts, like plant sprouts. They have two leaves and you sit it inside the middle of the book. And so it like pops open the page. Wow. Oh, that's cute. Uh, My bookmarks are anything that crosses my tongue. A guess who card? Why not? It was here. Can we note that Paula's book looks like her planner life? (laughs) I love it. Are they color-coded tabs? Uh uh no 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 they're not they in a previous book they were like i had like pink for this was so this book i'm actually reading it you know that i'm not a good reader so rudy and i uh are reading it together we're reading it to each other (laughs) so that is how we can meet the goal of the book club which is usually like four or five chapters every two weeks uh so we set aside time like tomorrow we call each other for like two hours and we read it to each other we get through a couple chapters and we discuss it 
like while we're reading it, like we'll be like, oh my God. And it's easier to like join in the chat of the book club because since we were talking about it during, it's easy for us to remember what we read. So I like they you were holding already. it in front of you because yeah, it looks like, up. what was that Chanel? Half the chapters that I read already. I'm like, excuse me. And tomorrow Rude. we'll get in five more chapters. <laughs> Rude. No wonder you don't have time to stream Hogwarts Legacy anymore. No, I don't. I was an I avid think. follower of her streams when she started. Um, it was. She was I was her cheerleader. But then I dropped off. She was like, I can't be watching people play video games. <laughs> I need to be laying in my bed. I get motion sick. From watching people play? Yeah. Oof. I wish I, I didn't, was- but like, there's like a few gameplays that I've watched where I'm like, oh, okay, I, I am comatose for the next few hours. When I first started playing, I was getting like a little bit nauseous because I couldn't. First of all, I'm not a gamer, so <laughs> so I was like, my camera was going. I was like, oh no, this is. But I finally got used to it. Now I just, if I'm walking and I'm facing a wall, I just don't care. I just keep it moving. I get really anxious, and I feel like I can't celebrate when I need to because it's like there's like a little time difference so I'm like I wish there was a mic so I could be like oh my god Paula (laughs) but I can't like type that you know like so I get a little anxious like oh Ryan when did you start the Bridgerton life yeah I don't know if I would say that I'm necessarily like so I've I've read through book five but like so I'll start at the beginning of like I started hearing that people were watching Bridgerton with their parents and I thought that was really funny given that everything that I've heard about the series like because it took me a while to like figure out the thing but also like um, I really like any sort of pop culture that like makes that is one inclusive and two makes old just olds in general be like now let's be reasonable about the way things were and it's like no like it's it's fantasy (laughs) and also like people are allowed to see themselves in high positions of power um so i think inclusion matters and that's really what drew me to the thing um and then i watched season one and um Danny, I know you haven't watched season one, but I'm going to go ahead and spoil the second half for you because I think that the second half of Bridgerton season one can be summarized as Toed discovers the pullout method. And I was like, there is no way that there is a book that has this as the plot. And I, and I had, um, like I, yeah, I was like, full stop. There's no way this is in a book. <laughs> like, there's no way Violet Bridgerton giving the sex talk to her daughter is in a book. Like, it was all so very cringy. Um, and so I ended up having, um, time off. Like, my workplace gave us time off between Christmas and New Year's in 2021. And that was the first time I had, like, time off in two years like that and so i ended up reading the book because i was like there is no way (laughs) this isn't a book and i was correct um and so i was like oh like what else is in these books and i read the second one and i couldn't help but notice that the first season anthony's plot line is very much in that he is um, having an affair with this opera singer and they got that from one sentence in the second book and so I was like oh like Shonda is working Shonda's magic um, and I was really interested in discovering like what else from these books is getting shortened or expanded or morphed into different things um, and so from that I uh, read the books and like through book five and I and that was all before season two came out and i was talking to my friend about season two and i because she watched it i took it took me a minute to watch it i don't i don't usually like binge things on the days that they come out or the weekends that they do and so i was like oh like what do you think about like edwina's character and she was like oh my gosh she's so like um blah 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 and i was like wait 
they changed it into a love triangle and she was like ryan did have you read bridgerton and i was like i hate read five of the books in a weekend (laughs) (laughs) like i was like I, i was just like i was so like um like i was like there's no way that this is um like I don't I don't even know how I ended up reading them, but I was just like I had time off and I didn't know what to do with myself. Um so yeah, that's really what compelled me towards the story is like there's this um piece like that is uh very inclusive and um I think that that deserves to be celebrated and also like people just deserve to enjoy um pop culture for the female gaze without like it being diminished in any way and i think that that like tends to happen with with things that are written for female audiences and so i think that those those things deserve to be celebrated and i feel like that's what shonda does really well she captures she's like i know i'm writing from she writes for herself but she writes for this greater audience and for inclusivity and like the female gaze. And it really hit like season one. We're like, Oh, this show is so captivating. Like, look at all these people. Look at these outfits. Look at the backdrops. Look at the writing, like the music. Yes. The music, everything. It was just so captivating. Um, And that's why we read the books. And then, you know, yeah, we started comparing stuff. Like we're like, Oh, Book Violet, bleh, I do not like her at all. At She's all. She's like Lady Ledger, you know? Yeah. Not too not too close, but she's just more, I don't know, she seems more like uptight in the books and kind of like very rigid. And I, and I didn't like that about her in the books. I feel um, like she does come through as the Violet we like in Benedict's book. Which is my least favorite of the books that I've read. <gasps> I'm sorry. It's you've read one Cinderella story. You've we read all book. said it at the beginning. We were it's all like, cliche. Oh, we there really was nothing very Cinderella, but there it's... were like small parts, like the glove thing, like these things that like made us love it. They're like yeah. small things because at the beginning we were all like, "This is Cinderella." Everybody's yeah, read this before, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I also just my hope for Benedict's story is that it gets gender bent, um, Ooh. and Sophie becomes Spencer because I think in that case, like one, I think we're ready for it, just like culturally. Um. Two, I think that that puts a bigger twist on like a story that like, I think a lot of people have experienced before. Um, and three, that actually makes sense as to why the, um, uh, countess is threatened by, um, the bastard child, like even more is because if, um, the earl's bastard is a boy that actually means that he gets to hold the title um over her daughters um so that's a threat to her wealth um which uh, and also like i don't want to get i I don't want to say that it's like comparative to like change somebody's gender as it is like to change somebody's race that's like i'm not i'm not that's not ever anything i'm going to talk about ever um but like we have seen in the previous seasons that like they are willing to make these tweaks and they are willing to do these things like um changing like kate's last name and ethnicity like entirely to make it a more inclusive story um, and so I would, I would like to see that that particular story get gender bent. Yeah, I think it would, it would, it makes sense what you're saying about like the Earl and the bastard child and it being a boy because that's something that we've talked about in our book club about how women were treated and how they let us know how women were treated. So that would really change the story, and I think it would be a really good change. How many seasons are there currently? Two, and then you have the little spinoff. 
Yeah, yeah so two, two and a half. Two and a half. Um, We're waiting um, for season three. Season three Wait. was... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Is uh, the one I'm waiting for because I love Colin so much. Mostly because I love his thighs. But... Um, his thighs, though. His thighs. Anyway. Um, it's the one I'm excited for the most because you have like a plus, I mean, plus size character, um, you know, that finally gets like her, her moment, but I'm also hoping that she makes him work for it. Mm -hmm. Don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I also think like as a society, we're ready to see like a fat girl get her lead moment as like, uh, like represented in like as as a lead character i'm not just like the funny sidekick um yeah and that's what i think that's what i kind of enjoyed about penelope because i kind of like we kind of know where it's going right and i'm Mm -hmm. like women that look like her need love they get love they can mm-hmm. be sexy, they can be smart, they can be witty, they can be all these things and not just a funny friend. Yeah. I'm very like, excited to see that side of her, like the sultry, witty, sassy. And give me my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chanel. All damn book. She Wait, can't stop mirror. talking about the mirror. No, I know, I know. I know. I so I have told Paula about like the things that I would like to see in season three of Bridgerton. Chanel, do you have things like as you read the book that you were like, I want to see this in the show? So funny enough, we're talking about Benedict and the glove and how he smells it. I want to see that. I want to see him be that like, oh, I need this person. Whoever this person may yeah. be, this love this. I want to see that passion in him, and I want to see Penelope really like tell Colin how she feels and tell you know the whole lady um, um, whistle down conversation when Colin figures things out. I want to see that. Yeah, I. That's one of the things that I really enjoyed about the book, particularly is because like we don't find out that Penelope is whistled down until. Um, until their book yeah until their book but yeah and i love what you said about benedict because like he um they're setting they're not setting up they've set up his personality tour like he's very much like someone who leans towards extremes like he can't just like have a drink with dinner he's like going to go out and rage and so like (laughs) if he's going to like fall in love he's going to fall in love hard and I'm excited to announced? see his arc, like, finish, kind of. Like, where's Benedict going to go? Is someone going to understand him? Because He's... I feel like that's a big thing on the show. Like, he feels kind of misunderstood. Like, people mm-hmm. aren't taking what he loves seriously. So yeah. I that. Yeah, and also, like... He's very queer coded in this in the story. We had this... Every time we talk about Benedict and Book Club, we always are like, you think he's like it was gonna happen one? We really did. Yeah, when he goes to that party. Yeah. The, like, like Yeah, his interactions with women are not like it it almost feels like other men are the center of the like of his interactions with other women <laughs> in like a, a weird sense. And I would love for him to be, like, just a fluid person when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Like, just very accepting and doing, like, even if, because he met in season two, um, that woman. And I feel mm-hmm. like even him just being comfortable with being introduced to something like that and then going with it on his own, I feel like that would be awesome as well. Oh, Danny, I think you asked earlier, like, has season three been announced? A date has not been announced, but they have completed filming for okay. it. So there's a solid season three. Yeah. And they and did they... In a mirror. She was like, there's going to be a mirror. Yeah, there's that. And, like, they've done a few pieces of, like, press and the costumes. Um and so we do get to see like Penelope have her kind of ugly duckling transformation, which I think is compelling. 
Um, they also mentioned um, when they were doing interviews and things for Queen Charlotte that the present scenes in Queen Charlotte where the characters are older, they film that along with season three. So there's moments we may see them like in the same room or in the same outfit. And I think that's awesome that they did all of that at the same time. Yeah, I've seen an episode and a half of season one. And then pieces of Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte on Sunday. There were multiple episodes going and I was like in and out. So I don't know what I've seen and what I haven't seen. And I was really confused because the one episode was like jumping back and forth a lot. Oh, it's the the one where they basically show his side, right? Like everything he experiences. And I was like in and out of the room. And like every time I'd walk in, I'm like, didn't I see this scene? (laughs) So (laughs) my knowledge base is very minimal on Bridgerton and I'm going to ask Ryan this question. Why do you like Eloise's book? Um, okay, so I like <laughs> Eloise's book because, first of all, like, we, her character has been established as um, a character who is very defined by the Gilded Cage. Like, she is of privilege and of status um, in the Regency era, but at the same time, like, she is limited by that privilege and by that status. Um, and I think that the book i i was first of all compelled by the fact that like she had i think five or six proposals before um she ends up falling for sir philip crane and i just read her story as not a love story between them but a love story between her and her inevitable stepchildren and i think that that was very lovely and um it, there were very like there were moments in that book that uh were very much like she has been established as someone who is like very boisterous and rambunctious in in her family and like willing to match each of her siblings like step for step um and she like kind of meets her match <laughs> in um in uh Philip's kids um, but then she like inevitably like learns to fall in love with them and she learns how to unite this family amidst their grief. And I think that's really powerful and beautiful. Um, I really love when um the Bridgerton boys meet Philip and um it's right after Colin and Penelope get married, and so <laughs> he's like, I miss my wife i came here when i could be spending time with my wife and gregory is like do you understand what he is saying and his older siblings are just like kid you're here because we let you be here you better watch yourself (laughs) Um, like i thought that that was yeah they were like dude we don't need your help um (laughs) and then like she turns on him too and she's like why are you here um yeah and i thought that that was really funny um i also just love how she like comes to love those kids um and help them and um i thought that that was really powerful and something that i can really see as from what we've seen shonda do in the bridgerton series like that's kind of the limitation of the books too right is that we only really see these characters um come to life in the book that is about them falling in love like you don't really see anthony as like a person other than just like falling in a lake in the first book um but they had to develop an entire plot line for him in the series because you can't just have like hour-long episodes about daphne and simon um and so they've been setting up i think these stories um to be really powerful and like true to the personalities that are established in the books um and i get what you mean like it is pretty bland it's a lot of her being very like oh i don't know like why would i want to fall in love and that's like ugh, 
um but then like she takes her stepdaughter to like the modiste for the first time and like gets her dressed up and make sure she like starts feeling like a young lady and i think that that's really powerful and then like she tricks her stepson into also getting fitted for clothing even though he's like no i only want to go to the toy store and i thought that that was like also really endearing um and yeah that's why that's why i liked the book but um i can understand why you didn't like it but i would love to hear more about why y'all didn't like it here's why and i think this is I think the reason I did the reason I didn't like it is because I think if I would have read it before, no, I probably wouldn't have. But I think if I would have read it before I watched the show, I would have liked her more in the book. Because in the show, like Chanel says, she's like one of my favorite characters. She's like so different than her siblings, right? She's like this. This is not who I am. Like she just. I love her so much that I was like, I couldn't wait to read her book. Like after I didn't get my medicine, I was like, yeah, we were so excited that, and pretty, pretty much everybody in the book club, I think agreed that it has been the worst book that we've read so far. Uh, It's the one we liked the least. Do you think that's because you had so much anticipation built versus the actual book? So it's two factors for me. One, it's the anticipation, of course. Like, I wanted her to be that Eloise. But number two, I also didn't enjoy Sir Philip. He really made it hard for me because I just know if I had a partner that was like that with his children, it would be hard for me to deal with. So his character kind of, like, it made me like I skipped, you know, like I kind of like hurried up and skipped his parts. Like he just wasn't doing it for me. So it was just like the whole book in general, not just Eloise, because her parts with the children and things like that, or her just like going off and doing something that she wanted to do without permission and things like that. Fine. But then Sir Philip was in the book as well. And that's what I didn't enjoy. I liked the shooting scene. Where they go shooting and they're all like, quick, we have to do it before she gets back. <laughs> yeah. That book the... was, started off strong, though. I, I mean, like, emotional. Like, it was very emotional. Yeah. And I was just, like, captivated. And then him being the father, like, obviously being a single father, like, going through this whole thing. And then just the letters between them, I just wasn't as captivated. And then there are those sweet moments, you know, between her and the kids or even the moments with her brothers or the siblings. Um but yeah, Philip just did not do it for me. And I hope they really like change that or edit something about him to reflect on the show. Yeah, because he was, uh, and he was just, for the thing that bothered me about him was that he was just looking for a mother for his kids. Yeah, no, I understand that. I also just, I think the story arc in the books is different than like what has been established in the series. Um, for a few different reasons one both characters like both of the leads end up having to go through this like kind of transformation of like the way that they're thinking about marriage and like their partner but then and this is kind of where we get into queen charlotte i think is that like we have a moment where they need to get the queen's approval in order to get married um and in doing that there's kind of like that follow-through of like queen chart queen charlotte and king george of like her getting reminded of her own uh relationship and i mean queen charlotte isn't in the books no Um, she's not she's not at all no i i hope that they change that or like at least like if he starts out as someone who is solely looking for a mother for his children the transformation that he undergoes is like improves that also i'm just like since he's a botanist i'm excited for co- like shonda to do cottage core <laughs> like the aesthetics are going yeah, to be so-, so on point we got a glimpse of it like he's been in all the seasons yeah oh yeah 
So we got a glimpse of their home. You know, the, we saw one of the babies. We saw him and Colin have this, like, you know, kind of nerdy moment where they're talking about things. And Marina's like, mm, hurry this along, please. So we got a glimpse of him. And he seems, like, so far, it seems to be, like, the character he is in the book. He's very, like, nerdy, wants to talk about the things he likes. He wasn't with the children. He was coming from the outside. Like, it seems like she's letting us know, like, this is him. See what happens. (laughs) How many books are in the series? It depends. Uh, So there's one for each child. There's Because there's other books. Yes. Like, they have, like, Violet's story. They have, like other and now you have queen charlotte the book so do this does the series follow multiple books yeah it's per so there's eight bridgerton kids there's eight books in like the core series and there's going to be i think netflix is approved for eight seasons okay so they're doing like a season a book Mm -hmm. oh wow I think they overlap like you're yeah. like you know they're introducing the next season by giving you a little bit well that makes sense that's how um the golden compass tv series worked so like if you were watching season one it was book one but you already had like the stepping stones of book two and the introduction of some of those characters happening in season one that did not happen in book one yeah and I think it's important that they do that because there's so much now that we have like this Bridgerton universe, right? We're thinking Queen Charlotte. Now we want more. We want Lady Danbury. We want Violet. Like there's so much more that we want. So I'm wondering, like, is there agreement just eight seasons or eight shows like of anything? Or is that just kind of what they originally agreed upon for these books? It's probably like the core set of books. So, like, eight season probably doesn't include spinoffs, but if it does well, like how Queen Charlotte is, they may be producing multiples at the same time while they're doing the core eight. So, that seems to be how it is, is, like, especially with books to movies or books to TV shows, they take, like, the series as the selling point. Well, that's even better for us, because I'm in it. I really I'm in- talking about this last night, um, Steph. Our friend Stephanie, um, she found like this timeline, and we were oh, like, yeah. the timeline of the universe of everything that happens with the Bridgerton world, and it just made us all so excited. Yeah, she sent us all these timelines, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Because we're all wondering if, like, in season three, if there's going to be like a time jump, like, mm. because in the books there is, yes, a time jump. But I want to know if there's going to be the time jump. I want to know if we're going to have my mirror scene. Uh. And then, like, introductions. Like, we were talking about how would um, Miss Eloise kind of, like, get to that place with Philip? Like, how would this happen? Because she's going through all this stuff with Penn. She has another, like, love interest. And so we were coming up with theories for that. And then um, introducing other people like Sophie um john michael there's so many other characters yeah i mean like i think john's gonna get introduced this season because like um we have a new actress playing francesca and she's making her um like she's coming out in society and so i think it makes sense for them to set that up for her to meet and wed john this season um I also I also want to see Edwina fall in love this like for season three. I think we really only got half of the story with um as it is in the book with Kate and Anthony. Like <laughs> we don't get the whole thing where he's like, I am one hundred percent going to die when I am thirty-eight. And she's like, dude, that's insane. <laughs> um and also like her taking up uh what is it what what instrument does she take up and they're like horrible at it and their kids are like oh my god you all need to stop playing this instrument um but like we don't see that so i i would like to also see um 
like further development of Anthony and Kate in season three as well. Yes. And that's part of the thing why I think I do enjoy. That's the part I do enjoy about the books. We get more of a like inside of them beyond what we would ever see on the show. Because for instance, I really thought we were going to see a wedding between Anthony and Kate. We saw fireworks, we saw a party and then like fast forward, they're hanging out with the family. And I'm like, wait, where's the what? <laughs> Where was my wedding? So I do yeah. think that's why it's good. Like, even though the books, I feel like some people won't be as excited. Like we love to read. So like that makes us excited, but it's a lot of people. Um are gonna be like, wait, what? This book isn't the show, and it's not supposed to be the show, but we get a different perspective of them in the books. Yes. I also am really excited um, to see the scene where Lady Featherington thinks that Colin is coming to ask for her other daughter's hand. Oh, my goodness. And he is just getting, like, he is golden retriever energy. (laughs) Um, And he gets so mad because she is underselling her daughter um, and underselling Penelope. And he's like, no. I'm not here to ask for your other daughter's hand. Um, I also really want to see... Well, that daughter doesn't exist in the show. Yeah, but like she still has a daughter who is not wed. I'm forgetting her name. Yeah, wait. Uh, I forgot their names too because they're really mean. Yeah. Um, They also... Yeah, their main maid... Like the Featheringtons may made at, is dressed like um Lady Tremaine. <laughs> like every time I see her on screen, I'm like, you look like Lady Tremaine. <laughs> I need to look this up after. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, like, I got I that have... reference. That thank one you, I got. Thank you. Um it might not be like, Lady I'm Tremaine. here, I know what you're talking about. No. I have no idea who Lady Tremaine is. This is my Captain uh, America moment. I understood that yeah, reference. Oh, I was thinking color. I was thinking Keenan and Kel. Ah, yes, I know some of these words. Um <laughs> she's the she's the evil stepmother from Cinderella. She really does. But yeah. I do want to mention, um, I was speaking to my sister about this and Penelope gives us a little bit of Cinderella energy with her sisters. It's the three of them, right? Yeah. Cinderella was one and then the two stepsisters and her sisters look kind of how they looked, you know, their hair, Mm -hmm. they're overdone and they think they look so fabulous. Mm -hmm. She's just sitting there like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like, so she kind of gives that a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you said that now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's that, and also like, um, who was it in the first in the first season? They also do kind of set up if if they aren't going to gender bend Benedict's story of like, um, what is his name? The Nigel Thornberry looking ass who like is like asking for Daphne's hand but they discuss that like his he has a maid with a a daughter that he sent to the countryside yes and so they yeah yeah Yeah. really bad in the books horrible but um like they do set that piece up in season one as well if that is like going to be a through line. I wouldn't um, remember that. If you didn't say that, it wouldn't have been in my mind. This is like fantasy league. Like this is like sports league for me. Like I'm like, oh I'm like, fantasy Colin and, Yeah, I'm like Colin and Penelope are gonna win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so like I guess that's also what got me into the series is like trying to figure out what what are they going to shorten and or expand or and or move around in the books cuz like I Burn for You was originally like Kate and Anthony's line but then also like the whole thing where like Anthony falls into the lake was in book 1 um so they are like moving around these pieces um and I'm interested I'm not going to read it full stop um but it's interesting that they now have a Queen Charlotte book as well. Well, we've been told that it it's kind of like the show, um, but yeah. there's a little bit more detail to like mm. 
ages, backgrounds, like where'd you come from, like origin, you know, a little bit more of that. Yeah, I mean, I could read a history book for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm boring like that. This is our history. This is our sorry. history, okay? How dare you? I just, yeah, I just want to say like Queen Charlotte uh, solely on like the, the, the paradigm that I set forth before I watched the show. Zero out of ten, no Jonathan Groff cameos, man. So, so upset. <laughs> you were just looking like, yeah, it's like, hey. where's the, where's but the Hamilton crossover? <laughs> of Jonathan Groff, he will be in Doctor Who. He will be. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all are wicked fans, but there has been photos released of Jonathan Bailey as Fiero. Yes. Um, my king. I stand Jonathan Bailey. My king. I love him so much. I have that on my profile. On so, so we we have a scale rating that has now appeared on the podcast. Yes. On a scale of Cedric Diggory to Pedro Pascal. My Pedro. Pedro. I burned for him. I burned. But I just want to say the actor, not only like because he's Anthony. And, like, I love his energy from season one. I'm like, yes, he's a dick, but he'll be mine. It's fine. But the actor himself, like, Jonathan Bailey, the fact that he is a queer man, he's out here, and he's very, very involved in the community. He's not just saying it for accolades or anything. He's very involved, and he doesn't want to be ashamed. He said he came out because he doesn't want to be walking with his partner and have someone take a picture and... He wants to be proud about who he is. And when he said that, I was like, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I burn for you. I do. I really do. Like him on and off screen. I just, I think he's so talented. His voice, um, the plays, Broadway, the acting, everything. I just, I think he's so talented. So he's a Pedro. I rate him Pedro. Have any of you been to the Bridgerton experience? Would you want to attend the Bridgerton experience? Yeah, if they invited me. No. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm not going to say, if you're telling me, hey, do you want to check this out? Sure. Do I want to pay for it? No. It's just too short. It's kind of like, it's the Yule Ball. It's basically, it's the same thing. Uh, It's too short. And everybody that goes is like, uh, oh, they kind of like rush you through like the little experiences. And then it's like, you have like the one hour of dancing or like, you know, I want to feel regal. I don't want to just go there and be like, here, pushing me through like cattle in a nice dress. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, And then I don't also want to be like parading myself in front of the queen. I don't want any of that. I just want to. But you don't have to do that. Yeah, but you. I don't know. It just isn't for me. And everyone that's gone, um, we've had friends that have gone, and they told us their experience was very rushed. It was it was pricey, of course, and then like getting your outfits together, the photo ops weren't what they thought, and just aside from that, like, I don't know. I love the world and the experience, but that's not something I would want to do. Interesting. I love the inclusivity of it, but, like, there is a reason that, like, I was never a debutante or, like, did anything like that. Like, I You're not going to believe this, but neither was I. (laughs) Like, I believe that we need to, like, even though I find this pop culture entertaining, um, I do believe that we do need to abolish classism and we do need to eat the rich. So... We could go there together and do that. We could wear like little shirts. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> As the queen passes, we're like, forks and <laughs> knives. Forks and <laughs> knives. Just start banging on the tables. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah. You thought this was Regency England? Surprise! It's revolutionary France. <laughs> 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 we're throwing it back 
<laughs> Bridgerton try let me a rob. Yeah. <laughs> we go in, in full gear. Do like you hear the people sing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the f- you paid we're, we're adding a Broadway episode. I feel yeah. like you oh, came to the wrong place. Where no. <laughs> they'd be like, you paid for this? Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's not kind really. of like to me, it would be more like to be with my people, kind of like the Esther Obal at LeakyCon, right? Like, from LeakyCon, that's my favorite, like, aside from, like, gathering with, like, the people that I know or that I meet for the first time or that, you know, nerd prom, right? Like, that that would be, like, my thing. But it, from what people have experienced, what I know is that it was, like, a very rushed thing. It didn't. You know, and like, yeah. why get dressed up? I mean, I would be wearing flats. I'm not even gonna lie, but <laughs> I, I, I just don't want. I don't want to feel rushed. I want to like have my Crocs. My Crocs would be under my gown. I'm serious, like would they Crocs be the hot feet Crocs? <laughs> yes, a little, a little tuxedo. What is a little tuxedo thing to put in my Crocs? <laughs> it's fancy now. Your cocks can wear bow ties. <laughs> Appellettes. Crocs. Put a rose on it. Ooh. It's giving the bachelorette. A little, oh no, a bee. I put a bee. Ooh. <laughs> that, okay, I will say I'm very sad that I was robbed. In, like, in book two, where Anthony and Kate are like in the garden and she gets stung and he is just like, well, there's only one option here and it's to try to suck out the venom is probably one of the funniest like thought processes. I was robbed of co-ed discovering the pull-out method in book one. Um, Not robbed. I'm very, that was a gift that that was not included in a book that I did not have to read through that. Um, but like I felt like they made up for it and like that's the same energy in, in book two of, of Anthony being like, Well, she got stung by a bee. I would I guess love I... to see the script for, for the first season. Like when they, you know how they describe like certain motions <laughs> movements and scripts? Yeah. I would love to see. Okay, so I actually have a question for y'all about like Queen Charlotte, I guess shifting gears a little bit is like how much of that story or like the story around King George did you know before the series I knew a good amount of it because I have this weird like hate and love for the royal family um partially because I'm from a place where they colonized so and they're still there but um I have this like weird like oh why did they do this but like who's related to who what happened? How many kids did they have? So I did know about um, the Mad King already. I did. Um, and I was excited. And I love the intro to the show because it was like, this is not based on like historical fact. This is just like our fictional like take on things. What I know about King George is Hamilton. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know anything about anything. Well, it's interesting because they did put a lot of, for instance, like him being born prematurely is true, right? And them having this many kids and her being from a lineage where she might have African like descent Um, and just the way that they describe her or he's described her in letters or different things that he said to people. I'm like, whoa. They're really diving deep into this. Like, they did a lot of things that are true. He also did have, like, like laps in, in sanity where he would, like, go out into the gardens naked. Why don't we start wrapping up so we don't yeah. go three hours again? We can still talk afterwards, but... I would love Ugh. to know your favorites of each character. Like, Eloise, do you like book or show? Colin, book, show. Um, Ryan, take the lead. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, like, I don't really... 
I guess the way that I have read the books is that I don't see them as different. I see them as extensions of one another. Um, and so unfortunately I don't really have an answer for your question because I think that the flaws and the like um, characteristics and the like personality traits that they show in both the books and movie series are complements of one another to make like the full the full character i mean i guess in that regard my favorite character is penelope i think she is um uh, i mean i think she's in slytherin um and oh absolutely I, oh she's totally they're like ah. slytherin slytherin hufflepuff dynamic 100 and Who's your least favorite character also my least favorite character Sophie's stepmother is my least favorite character. Yeah, the Countess. She gives big Dolores Umbridge vibes. I really want to see Slytherin cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's very Camilla. Like, she's very... Don't even get me started with that. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) But, like, that is her energy Mm -hmm. she's coming in she's coming in marrying a titled man and like using her time to get her kids a leg up am i talking about sophie's stepmother or am i talking about camilla yes (laughs) um (laughs) same same oh yeah she's my favorite but i really enjoy Colin like as a whole the way that you explained it like extensions or complimentary Colin as a whole now when I see him or I read about him in the books and now I see him in the show differently and I'm like whoa Colin is a really witty smart like the golden retriever energy like and the actor even mentioned he's like people love to see me with food on the show like so now I told him during season three give me more food like I want more food. food. Yeah. I yeah. So I love him. And then obviously Jonathan Bailey as Anthony, like I love him. So yeah. Paula. My favorite is Colin. And also Penelope. Least favorite, I'm gonna say Sir Philip. I do not like him. I just don't. I I I hated that he was just looking for a mother for his kids. And I hate that it was Eloise. Yeah, he's definitely up. I, I, wanted, I wanted Eloise to be a lesbian, so I that's what I was hoping for. I was like Yeah. I I've said this before to someone who like whenever I told them that I think that Benedict's story is might might get gender bent, is they were like, Oh, do you think Eloise is is two? And I just I don't know if a platform like Netflix is ready, like if culturally we're ready to have a lesbian love story written for the female gaze. And I hate that, but like I just I don't think I don't think we're there. I don't think Shonda's audience is there, but that's just me. I mean, we did see kind of see that in Queen Charlotte. I mean, people are yeah. ready for that, but they're ready. Yeah, you know, like we saw Reynolds and Brinsley. Like, we yeah, no, I think, I think, I think culturally we're ready for stories about gay men, but um, I think stories about like meaningful stories about lesbians is not necessarily like we have Red, White, and Royal Blue coming out on Amazon Prime in August. We have um, these other stories about gay men that are culturally significant um like that heartstopper yeah heartstopper also season two coming out in august i'm so excited but uh like we have i think culturally we're ready for that but having a specifically like a story about women who love women written for women is not like that i I just i i hate to say it but i don't know if we're there yet and i it sucks because you know but i was it's what i wanted yeah i also i mean like I will inevitably like finish the story the the series though because I uh I, I like Hyacinth. Like I, I like that she's like a 40 year old trapped in like a 10 year old's body. Um 
and so I really want to read her story, and so I'll I'll have to I'll have to push through. So far, I have to say that Francesca's book has been my favorite to read. Like, I think it's the pace of the book, probably. Yeah. Um, I I like it so far. I, I don't feel bored, or like I'm yeah, looking for something. Yeah. Paula, can you hold oh. the book in front of you? Why? Right oh, like this. <laughs> yes. I mean, every time you pick it up, I've been enjoying this view of because the book cuts off at the neck oh. and your head would just be right above it. <laughs> Look at me dressed up. You're ready to go to the Bridgerton experience. <laughs> ready. This is how I'm going to go. She's ready to, what is mm-hmm. it, on a necklace? I, yeah. I am, like, I do think it'll be fun. To see, I feel like they all have their colors, and y'all know I love colors. But I know. Um, you love when the tones are toning. The tones are toning, <laughs> and like when they, when Francesca like says in the book, because I did start it, I didn't finish it. Um, I got to the point where they're like at the house where Michael comes back to the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like they, like the staff isn't fully equipped, so like the house is cold or whatever. I read till that point and like Francesca, they make a point of saying that she's excited to be out of mourning because she gets to wear colors um, that she wasn't able to wear as like a a, um, widowed. Yeah. As like someone who wasn't out in society and she gets to wear red. And so like, I have a feeling that that's going to be her color and I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, on my, in my book, like the cover, you'll see that there is this red. Yeah. Passion, yeah. So I'm Bye, very uh, for that. I'm yeah. barely past that part. I'm on chapter eight, where she yeah, leaves back to her nine. home. Um, she goes back to her mom, and her mom starts flirting with Michael. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> it's really Michael flirting with the mom. Yeah, he's, she's, she's like, he's there. She's like, it's hey, so my garden's in green too. It's interesting because now that we've seen Queen Charlotte, I keep telling everyone, I'm like, I don't know if it's because I'm reading the book and watching the show, but Francesca and her mother have a lot in common, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. The whole That's why she was ready to get out of her house. Yep. And then the watering oh, of the garden. I'm like, did this happen around the same time where she's talking about watering her garden and Michael comes back? Like, mm-hmm. She's very giddy and excited, so. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Well, let's leave it at that. I'm sure as more seasons come out, we will reconvene, and maybe by then I will have watched all of the series. You have to. Do a watch party. I don't my, think you have to. Do what is, you want. This is what my problem is. This specific genre is one I've always struggled with. It's just one that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy like the historical fiction in the Regency era. It's it I and since I like even I when I was younger. Superheroes. Yeah. I just don't do superheroes. Like, it's, it's, it's not hard my for thing. me to connect with them. I do them all. I know you do, but cool. me superheroes now. I did watch We Are Heroes, but you know why I watched it <laughs> for Pedro. Yes. No, we know. <laughs> we, you, you, you. I, think, I think we get it. We get it. <laughs> Wait, Paula, do you like Pedro? He's such a quiet I, part I, out loud. He's okay. <laughs> you didn't just say the quiet part out loud. You said it, and then you screamed it. <laughs> and then you yodeled it. <laughs> so before we head off. I love you. For whoever would like to, why don't we share your socials and where people can find you if you want to be found? Well, you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is Magical Mama Chanel, and that's where you'll see me doing all my little fandom things. I'm I'm a little behind, but I'm gonna catch up. Uh, I can be found. Um, all of my accounts are private for capital R reasons, but um, please feel free to follow me if you want uh my uh you know what i'll plug a different account this time you can find me at ryan's ryan's clothes diary that's r-y-a-n-n-s clothes diary 
um yeah feel free to follow because that's that's how i keep dragon boats in my closet you can see where the colors are coloring on ryan also i think you should still follow ryan just for like good memes they post thank great you thank you they yeah always make me smile and it's just fun so i i appreciate your your stories thank you those exist on the pen diary which is you know you'll you can find it if you want to find it if you build it they will come um paula <laughs> where can we find you on the socials you can find me on tiktok instagram and twitch as unconceivable um yeah that's where you'll find me i started streaming again so you can find me there late at night and then you can find me at Mandrix and Mischief on the Twitch and the Instagram and the podcast at Creating Magic Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And then, Ryan, you don't know this yet. I don't know if I've told Paula this yet. Ryan, you will hopefully be back for a house episode for Back to Hogwarts yes. in September. Woo! thought yes. that would be a good time to do a house episode yeah i need hogwarts. to like think through it but yes I'm we excited. have we have we have until september well yeah august i'll give you to august and i believe chanel yeah. are you coming to leaky con i am a maybe for leaky con so there's a possibility you can find all four of us at leaky con <laughs> yeah yes until That's next exciting. time keep creating Well, expelled.